Geeks and Brews. The Geeks and Brews podcast said our podcast has a better table than you guys. <laughs> and you, Geeks and Brews. It's uh, Chris, uh, your leader guy. Can Please. anyone translate Chris? What's up, bro? But apparently I spent a total of 67 hours finishing 60% of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I technically got stepped on by an elephant. There's such a mess everywhere. The floors are sticky. Of course, the prizes are, are crappy. Every damn night. No, guys, guys. This well, isn't this isn't geeks and hot dogs. This is geeks and brews. We haven't even discussed how mediocre this beer is. <laughs> it, it's like it distinctly lacks flavor. Hydrox away, bro. Events radio Well, hello there, Geek Crew. Happy Sunday. How's it hello. going, Eli? Hello. Guillermo. Hello. Hello. Uh, Geek Crew, we have uh, a special announcement today. Because this isn't just an ordinary Sunday. But this is our 150th episode of Geeks and Brews. Yay! Oh, 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 thank you there. Thank uh, you there, Guillermo. Guillermo. Keep, in, keep those spirits. Speaking of spirits, guys, you know, we, our show, it's called Geeks and Brews. We geek out with the brew, so. Brew of the day. And we are going to be uh, drinking uh, Mexico's Finest in the green bottles. That, we started the show off 150 episodes ago. Uh, yep. Back in episode one with these bad boys. So we are drinking uh, Dos Equis. What? Yes. <laughs> you are excited about this one. Yeah, this is, it was my pick, that first show. It, it was. It was. It was a St. Patrick's Day pick. We said, get get Irish beer, you know, St. Patrick's Day beer. <laughs> and you brought us Dos Equis. And it was in because it, it was a green bottle. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But 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 I forgot about that, and that is so. It could be. Is this a facepalm bit? But part of me appreciates it. <laughs> oh yeah, because I I was afraid that what if it was like green Bud Light or something like that, which would have been far worse. Yeah. So virtual cheers as we do on the show, Jan's virtual cheers. Virtual cheers. And, uh, we'll, we'll do. We gotta do something bigger when we get the two hundred. Uh, the way it's looking, probably at some point uh, next January or February, we will be at episode 200. Let's wow, throw so. a fucking party, bro. Let's do it. Let's do it, yo. Yo, oh yo, gosh, yo. About four years. Yeah, it'll be four years. It's four years this year. Four years this March. Um, and we hit episode 200. Huh? It'll be five years or almost five years. So lots happened. Geeks and Brews half a decade. Still banned in uh, North Korea. Oh man! Well, you know, but that's the thing that they need the most. Yes, yes, it, it, it's good to get banned, and, and uh, the, um, I, I wear it as a badge of honor. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, it is. We got to be banned somewhere. I mean, we are a bunch of misfits. Exactly. Exactly. Well, uh, guys, what have you been up to? It's been a it's been a hell of a week. Huh? There's a lot a lot of news out there, but uh, what's been going on in your lives? What's up, bro? 
What's up, bro? Eli. What's up, bro? Um, well, we celebrated a little milestone at work where we celebrated our 200th Falcon 9 launch. Uh, we used the Falcon 9 rockets. So, to celebrate, we all got SpaceX-themed M&Ms. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I'm laughing because it's so, like... Um... Which, what's that word where it's like a big expectation, small delivery? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, there's so many employees now that are uh, celebrations slash prizes have diminished little by little every year. But it's okay. <laughs> I mean, budget cuts, you know, nothing, nothing big. Huh? <laughs> But budget cuts, nothing big. I mean, we got to do what you got to do, man. We got to get to Mars, man. And if this is the price I have to pay, so be it. You know, M&M's oh, wait, is wait, wait, wait. Mars I think company. I see something. Wait, guys, I feel like you're missing a very easy kind of pun. There's somewhere there. Because they're starting off with M&M's and going to Mars, which is the same company. Yeah, the Mars company. Yeah. So, you know. so when you go to Mars, are you are they going to give you Mars bars? I hope so. Because that I would be so. a consistent thing. I mean, that's the only reason why they would give you M and M's. Kind of make it yeah. on that way. Sure. It's true. I mean, it's I don't true. even. I don't even think I've ever even had a Mars bar ever in my life. You know what? what? I, I know I've had <laughs> Mars candy, but I can't think I've had a Mars bar. Yeah, I mean, I've had Mars chocolate, but not a bar like the Mars bar. Or I, I, I gotta. Is this this may be controversial? What do you guys prefer, regular M and M's or peanut M and M's? Regular peanut, peanut. Oh, regular. But also, um, uh, but also the thing is, I my favorite is actually peanut butter. Yes, me too. Oh yeah, yeah. That one, that one's fantastic. That um, one's my absolute favorite. I, I'd actually go to. The, I'd actually one up and go Reese's Pieces. No. Yeah. Oh, I love. I will yeah. go with Reese's Pieces. Uh, I would go with peanut butter M and M's because the peanut butter M and M's peanut butter I feel is better. It's creamier. It's more <laughs> delectable. Wait, 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 guys! I see a potential challenge here. Oh, M and M peanut butter M and M's versus, um, versus which am I call it? Um, Reese's Pieces. A taste test. I yeah, we, think you got to do that. Let's do it. Uh, uh, Sunday the twelfth, we are doing that. Uh, we'll, we'll inform Edgar. By the way, it is uh, obviously Edgar is not on the show today, but it is kind of ironic that the first show was just the three of us. So <laughs> it's yeah, <laughs> drinking those Dos Equis. <laughs> That's true. Wait, wait, uh, like, I, know, I know, I know, Edgar. I think our show split though on this uh, in terms of M and M's, uh, regular and peanut. Uh, Edgar, um, I, I know that for a fact that he is uh, the peanut M&M uh, man, not the regular. The regular is the kind you throw at people, according to him. Um, <laughs> the peanut, peanut one is the one you you, you eat. Uh, I actually like the regular. I, I like the peanut, don't get me wrong, but I like the regular M&Ms. I don't know, just something as a kid. I, I, you know, that, that would be a go-to. Like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab that one. Wait, wait, so... Here's what I found out because I was not sure, but I thought so. Um, so you know what M&M stands for, right? Uh, 
Mars. Mm-hmm. Mars. No, actually. Chris no. Mars and Bruce E. Murray. So one of those M's stands for Mars. Ah. Is this Bruce E. Murray still with the company? These were the, sure he's the, dead. the creators of the candy. Um, they first produced the candy for the U.S. military. The U.S. military? Yeah. Well, I mean, give them the sugar and have them go. <laughs> Maybe the first M&Ms something. had crack in it or something. Crack. Oh, no. I, I think you're thinking it, of uh, Coca-Cola had cocaine in it in, in the original recipe. How was, it was just a joke, Chris. Yeah. I know it doesn't really have crack. Well, Come on, man. Well, no, Eli, <laughs> that's the thing. It's like you're making a joke, but it kind of happened with, with Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. With Coca-Cola, yeah, but I was just joking. I already knew that fun fact about Coca-Cola, but hey. <laughs> um, well, well so, uh, what else have you been up to, uh, Eli? Um, I finished watching the the White Lotus, and um, I thought it was an okay ending. Uh, the whole show overall, to me, was not the best. I only watched it. Because, of course, I have a sickness and I had to watch it all the way through. And it's like, eh, six episodes. That's not that bad. So I started watching it with my girl and uh, we finished it last night. And it was okay. I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't spend my uh, another time watching it any time. But it was was all right. Nice, nice. Um, what about so you, Guillermo? What have you been up to? What's what up, is bro? about? Oh, the the White Lotus. Yes, I don't know what it's about. I've explained it last week. Well, you Go know, watch the Gu- preview. Guillermo wasn't uh, paying attention. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't paying attention. It's a show on HBO Max called The White Lotus. Go watch the preview. Um, so what have I been up to? Um, so I've been... Um, Continuing taking classes over at the Magic Castle, um, and uh, it's been it's been more challenging this level on the third level. But I also feel very rusty because um, so before um, when I was taking the last class, it was normal to have the classes separated by a month. Like after a month, that's when you see the next round. Well, we waited the month after the second, nothing. Wait two months, three months. And then about after about eight months, when I'm like, I happen to be checking. Everyone's in a blue moon. I'll check the website for the Magic Castle. Um, which for anyone listening who doesn't know, the Magic Castle is this place in LA that brings top magicians from around the world. But, but you can only get there either if you're a member, which is usually a magician, or you're a guest of a member. And, and so that's where I'm taking some classes. Anyways, they... So right uh, at the end of summer, I, I, I see one and I'm like, shit, I don't know when they're going to offer the next class ever again because there was just eight months in between. So I signed up immediately. The only thing is now I realized that apparently what, uh, what happened was someone dropped the ball um, after the second class. The person who had been working the classes just dropped the ball on scheduling new classes as so we got fired or laid off or some actually probably fired and now they have someone who's on it so now the thing has classes for all these times and thing is the class time i chose not very convenient for me I have all, all these conflicts um on the same nights and 
Had I known that, I would have just waited for a better slot of time. But in my mind, I'm like, oh, no, this may, I may never see this again. And now it's like they have classes scheduled down to August already. Oh, wow. So, so I could just have waited and gotten a much better time. But either way, it's still good. This level's more challenging. I like the teacher. Um, gives a lot of recap videos, and I kind of need it for these. But, yeah, it's fun. Are, are also, you allowed to – are you allowed to uh... – perform your magic outside of the magic castle outside yeah just not inside because it, inside the magic castle the only people who could even show magic are either the performers who are actually doing things or if you have to be there are some rooms that are meant for more like impromptu magic like in other words someone comes up and decides to show a trick but those are for members nice like so you have to be a member to do one of those things um but no i could show you guys tricks i mean nice um, I, feel I, like I, I, I just wanted to make sure because a uh, live show, we're going to nominate you for the uh, our magician that's going to be there at the live okay. show when when we do one eventually, maybe episode two hundred for this party. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and also let's see what else. Um, this weekend I went on a retreat. Um, was it and, was it the silent retreat again? <laughs> no, no, not a silent retreat. It's with the church and part of and. And yeah, it's called a cornerstone, and um, it's like all guys retreat for two days, which was was kind of good. Um, I could talk about it another time. Oh, no, uh, no, no, no problem. I'm sure Edgar wants to hear about the retreats. <laughs> he, he's always interested in those. <laughs> no. Um, and and yeah, into, and let's see. I'm gonna stop there, um, and um, just say show wise, I've. I just started watching the next season of How I Met Your Father. Oh um, no! It's not. I know it's not a great show. It's a little bit tacky, but I like the characters, and so I, I still like the camaraderie. Um, you like Disney Channel shows, don't you? <laughs> no, I hate it. And although I do find it fascinating, because it is, it's one of those shows where it's so obvious they're going for the punchline. That um, I know. I mean, like, cheesy. I, I saw what the first couple episodes of the first season, and I don't know. It just seems over the top. There's no subtlety to it. It's it, it yes, feels like a Disney Channel show, but they're all adults. And I, actually, I, they were Disney Channel actors. So, yeah. Um, one thing. Uh, one th one other thing. I I started seeing. I'm still continuing Last of Us. The last episode was so amazing. It was entire. It was a very big deviation from the the game, but in a good way. Like they're they're really they've been really smart about recognizing what works on TV and versus what works for a video game. Yeah, because you you, yeah. you need character development for TV. Where yeah, you can have that in a video game, but you want to get to the action in a video game. Yes. So there's a lot of like there's one thing where there's one person they meet. In the video game, you kind of meet him. He's a survivalist. He doesn't want anything to do um, with other people. We had a partner. They broke up. And most, and part of your enjoyment of that is playing as that character. It's engaging because you're playing. You're go you're going with him on this adventure. But if you did that in a show, it would not be nearly as intriguing. So they they're showing him, and instead of a raucous relationship, he has a good relationship. And you're kind of catching him at the end. It's it's a change of character, but. If they did that in a video game, what the change that they had, like good relationship, show, showing a lot of grounding like that, it would be very, it would be boring as hell for a video yeah. game. And so they're, they're, I love that they're very conscious of the fact that it's a different medium. Because a lot of times when people adapt things, 
And the same thing happens with musicals a lot when they bring musicals to movies is they forget to adapt it. They forget the fact that things that might work in one medium don't work in another medium. And yeah, uh, the Phantom of the Opera was 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 big on that. <laughs> oh yes, I I um, I could go on and on. Oh, but let, let, let's not. <laughs> I think we've done that already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I've just started. Um, listening to the this podcast called um fake doctors real friends which is the uh, actors from scrubs kind of re-going oh. over the episodes. oh very cool i'll have to yeah. check that out what's it awesome. called again awesome. um fake doctors real friends it's hosted by um uh, the guy who plays jd and the guy who plays Turk in the show scrubs and you said it was a podcast yes the podcast and they they basically are go, going through every single episode and t- telling stories about it, things the impression, all those background things, and they're bringing guests like that or fr- that the actors or producers, something like that. I listened to the first episode; it was really fun so far. Cool, oh, very cool. Not as good as Geeks and Brews, but oh, uh, of course, of course not. not. Nothing, nothing is nothing better. Is. Than I mean, they can only Geeks hope to get close to this mountain of greatness. Uh, yeah, yeah, they got a lot of climbing <laughs> to do. <laughs> oh, well, what have I been up to? What's up, bro? Uh, had our first on Friday. We had our first uh, little league practice. Uh, kids pitching. Uh, they're they're growing up so fast. Uh, so that w- that was neat. Um, and then, uh, uh, you know what though? I, I didn't really watch anything. Um, I was gonna try to watch the Pro Bowl, uh, but uh, I didn't feel like it. The NFL Pro Bowl. Uh, Pro Bowl. Yeah, it's it, it's not even as cool as the MLB All Star Game or anything like that. It's it's you know, do you want to risk the in- injury? Do you want to play the pro? I, I, football's is such a a dangerous sport that why are you going to risk going out in a game that means nothing and then risk a great injury to yourself where you you could have season in, uh, ending if you're playing in the Super Bowl that might ruin your your shot at the big game or, uh, you know, hell, what if you have a, a, a career ending injury for doing something stupid at the pro bowl? So it, it's kind of an event that I, I, I think the NFL should just let it go personally. Um, but eh, I was almost going to watch it was it was not, um, I am now part of the tech team at our church. I went to get training, uh, Friday night, so that's cool. Um, I'm gonna handle their live feed. So they, hey, they, they trust me. I it was my experience on Geeks and Brews, you know, with the audio. So now I'm gonna do it on the video. So, <laughs> but other than that, a nice, right. nice little weekend. Nice little weekend there. All righty, uh, we got some geek news, gang. So uh, let's get right to it. Right, let's start off with some Power Rangers news, gents. The Power Rangers are uh, getting the gang back together. Um, the guy who played, uh, what's his name, Yost, uh, David Yost, uh, has been working on a Power Rangers uh, project, and it's coming to Netflix. Uh, they're bringing the old gang back together, or most of the old gang. Um, obviously, uh, there have been a couple that uh, have passed away, but uh, um, so they're bringing sad. the old gang back together for a uh, 
I think it, it looks like it's a few, like a kind of not not a like a mini series, kind of like a few episodes. Is what it looks like. Um, I don't think it was a movie, um, but it's coming to Netflix in April. So who's ready to see fifty-year-olds kick some ass? On the streaming. I was gonna say the big screen, the streaming screen. <laughs> so, however, the Pink Ranger is not going to be part of that. I did why find out. Why? I, I don't know why. I, I saw a quote that said she's not opposed to being in a project. She just doesn't want to be part of this one in particular. So maybe we'll see. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she was a rumor. To be fair, she was in the last Power Rangers. Yeah, so I mean, she's been in a lot of a lot of moms. a lot of the she, seasons. Yeah, she played. Well, I mean, I mean, like she played a mom of one of the rebooted. Oh, that's right! I forgot about that. I only saw that one once. There, there was also that rumor from no. a long time ago that she was in a pornography. Remember? No, no, I, I did not remember that. I don't think that was Eli is a show <laughs> pig. Badge of I, honor, man. I think that's just made. Um, no, <laughs> of course, uh, it's made up. I think Eli made that up. Oh, he 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 was stretching for that one. Uh, he he was trying to steal uh, steal home with that one, but uh, now he got caught at second base. Um, <laughs> the uh, they're replacing her with uh, like on the show she was replaced. So they they have that that I, I can't think of the name of that. The other yeah, Pink Ranger, the blonde, uh, the blonde, blonde one. Australian yes, one, yes, right. Yeah, yeah. She will be in this, um, but uh, it's coming to Netflix in April. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, we got some uh, DC news there, Eli. This is all yours, buddy. Yes, thank you. Well, as you know, James Gunn has uh, been working hard at reorganizing the DCU, and on. I want to say it was Tuesday. Tuesday. He uh, he's yeah, he, it was Tuesday. Uh, he put out a video on YouTube on the DC channel, of course, and he pretty much uh, went on about how the DCU is being reorganized, and uh, after the Flash movie this year, it's gonna re organize or revamp and change the entire DCU as we've known it and it's going to be organized in a new way where all the movies are linked in one way or another all the animated movies are going to be linked and all the video games are going to be linked uh kind of sort of like the DC like the MCU is but a little bit different and um anything that is not part of that will be labeled as the DC Elseworlds so, like, Batman, um, the newer Batman. Yeah, the Matt Reeves. Uh, the Matt Reeves Batman, it's going to be an Elseworld. And the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movies will also be an Elseworld movie. Now, now does that include the stuff that's come out from the old DC uh, DCEU, or is that just, like, gone? No, uh, that's just in the past. It's just, okay. if you like it, you could still watch some of it on... HBO Max, but they didn't make reference to that, so I assume they're just gonna be like, "This Forgotten. is what it was. Yeah, Let's just move forward from here." Yeah. So um, he also mentioned a few movies that they're gonna be working on. Uh, one of them is called uh, Superman Legacy, 
which is going to be like a Superman Year Two kind of movie, and I believe that one is written by James Gunn him- himself, and I'm not sure who's going to direct it. Um, the second uh, film that they talked about was called The Authority, and um, I don't really recognize a lot of these characters, but um, I read that it's kind of like a group of people who are, um, uh, they want world peace or world order at any cost, even that if that means, you know, breaking the rules, killing people, etc., etc. Uh, and then the next one is called Batman the Brave and the Bold. And we'll, this will explore the, the League of Assassins. Uh, it's going to uh, include Damian Wayne, Bruce Wayne's son. And it's going to explore that story. The next so, one is... So in a way, could that be like a pseudo uh, Batman Beyond? Mm, no, no, this is different. Yeah, this is uh, yeah, this is a different story. Not not Batman Beyond yet. Uh, the next movie is uh, called Supergirl: World of Tomorrow, and that would also be a film, and it's gonna be uh, a different kind of Supergirl that we're used to. She's grew up. This is uh, based on another uh, comic book where Supergirl grew up like on a chunk of like a broken Krypton and uh, everyone she cares is dying around her or something like that. It's pretty dark. Uh, the next film will be Swamp Thing and it's going to be a DC version of a horror film and it's going to also it's tie into the other too. Yeah. Um, there is a Swamp Thing show but I'm not sure if that's going to have anything to do with this but I doubt it will. I, I think that's going to be its own thing. So like the Elseworlds or something? Maybe. Um, the next one is called uh, it's going to be a show it's called Creature Commandos and it includes characters that are like from the monster era of Universal Studios you know like the Frankenstein character, a mummy type character uh, Blue Lagoon type character and one of them kind of looks like the weasel from the Suicide Squad movie Bride of Frankenstein Um, a, a werewolf but it's not, it's not those actual characters, right? It's not the... No, it's, this is just like versions of them. So they yeah. we don't know which one they're going to pick. Okay. So they're going to be uh, versions of those. And um, it should be... Uh, it looks like it'll be a fun show. I don't know how yeah. they're going to go with it. But I think I saw a animated version of this. And it kind of took place like in World War II times where they were trying to fight Nazis and stuff. Uh, the next show is called Booster Gold, and it's about a loser guy from the f- from the future who's trying to be a star, but he can't. So he goes back in time with technology from the future and tries to be a superhero in like in like our time, quote unquote. Very cool. Uh, another show is is called Amanda Waller, and she's gonna have people that are in, from the Peacemaker show helping her out trying to do whatever suicide squad missions she's trying to do but it's going to focus on amanda waller another one that i thought was pretty cool it's called uh it's going to be a show as well called paradise lost and this is based on 
the Themyscira where Wonder Woman grew up. So it's going to yes. be kind of like a 300 style ish meets Westworld kind of show where they're going to explore more where she's from and it's going to be lots of sword battles and shit like that which sounds pretty cool to me i like that kind is, of is it going to feature wonder woman or because when i read about that it didn't look like it was it was more about her uh, world not not really about her so yeah i don't think uh they don't really mention her but who knows maybe it's going to be about her like mom or something i don't know and the last uh, one which i think uh has the most potential uh is a show and it's going to be about the green lantern Corps. it's going to be yeah. about hell jordan and the rest of the Green Lanterns, and um, it looks pretty cool. That he described it as kind of like a true detective type of show um, in outer space. So uh, you know, the original Green Lantern film was not great, but I I did enjoy um, Ryan so, Reynolds. Yeah, and the was, world building was cool too. It yeah. just the story was kind of fucking dumb with the whole parallax thing and the the slug and that, that, yeah that. like the space it, slug. What you're saying, I've never bothered to because it looked. It was bad. Yeah, it was bad. The story was bad. It, but the world building, like Eli said, was great, and I was looking forward to a sequel, hoping that it, because the sequel looked like it would get it on track. This is like just one of those, uh, yeah. um, introduction movies. They, you know, origin they should have just. They should have just started with the like. Uh, started with how it was, but then introduced the yellow lantern in in this that first movie. That would have been a lot better than what the what they did. It yeah, really and stupid. instead they, they they wanted to save that for part two, which or the sequel that never happened. Yeah, so, unfortunately. And um, so this is chapter one. What he released that day i'm sure there's going to be more but i think he's going to be releasing them little by little and um i mean the slate it's, it doesn't seem like the strongest to me it's like good but like i said he hasn't let us down yet i don't think uh, so far i like what he's put out yeah with marvel yeah with and marvel then, and, then, and, and plus and with uh, dc yeah and and, and uh, plus swamp thing man give some swamp thing some love so yeah i, I mean i think i'm more, more excited uh, i'm excited about the green lantern show paradise lost um swamp thing and uh the batman one yeah so overall yeah, so, I, mean, I think dc is heading in a good direction yeah just I think let them let them start and and yeah, get their, their, their legs yeah. under them and, and we'll go from there so. Yeah, so that's all I got for uh, DC News this week, guys. Hopefully next time we'll uh, we'll have more good news. All right, sounds great. And uh, Beat of the Week, guys. Uh, Edgar's pick, of course. Uh, Tropic Morning News by The National. You can find that wherever music is available. You can check it out on our Apple Music and Spotify playlist, Geeks and Beats, as well as our Saturday morning show where we feature the, the uh, beat of the week uh, so check that out and take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back and we're going to revisit uh, an old episode uh, so stay tuned If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. 
It's free. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Every year, an outstanding amount of people lose their teeth, all because of smoking crack. If you want to keep your teeth strong and shiny, there's only one simple thing to do. Don't smoke crack. Smoking crack is bad. So the next time you find yourself with a crack pipe in hand, remember, if you love your teeth, please don't smoke crack. Wake up with us every Saturday morning as we play the latest tracks, some old favorites, a listener request, and of course, our Beat of the Week. Geeks and Beats. Saturday mornings, 7 a.m. Pacific, exclusively at geeksandbrews.mixler.com. Moments. In bad broadcasting. And Thailand, there's, I feel like there's two worlds. Like there's northern and southern. Southern is a lot of islands. And I realized something about myself. I don't love beaches. I, what? I, I, well, what, I mean is, like, what I mean by this is like I'm not saying I hate beaches. What I'm saying is if I'm traveling across the world, I don't want to spend my day sitting there doing nothing. I want to be active. And so, like, one or two hours oh my God. One or two hours. You don't want to, like, just sit and relax. He on goes the to one of the most beautiful beaches in the world. And <sighs> he doesn't like it. You were in Hawaii well, for a little bit. I, I started my, Chris, uh, my please say Hawaii. something, Chris. Um, I, uh, beaches. <laughs> Geeks and booze. This is uh, Kermit the Frog, and you're listening to Geeks and Brews. Welcome back. It's uh, Geeks and Brews, a show where we geek out with a brew. It is Chris here, your leader guy. It is Eli, and it is Guillermo. As you know, today is our uh, 150th episode, so we got a little uh, surprise for you all. That uh, we're going to revisit an old interview, one of our favorite interviews from a couple uh, years back, uh, with none other than Robert Drew, and we're going to talk some RC racing. So let's get to it. Today we're going to have a very special conversation. Robert Drew. Robert has been. Uh, partaking in the uh, world of remote control racing i mean geez practically all your life now pretty much like probably been involved in it like 25 years now i think holy shit oh, that's wow. a long that's time. Been a long time that is amazing yep, robert uh 15 t- tell us about uh, remote control racing like describe that i mean you well, know I-, I think it's a sport yeah i mean it's i guess it's kind of like a sport Wait, wait. Yes. So I'm, I'm curious, Robert. Before you, you, you start, is this? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they call, consider RC racing, right? Is that, is that the proper term? 
Yeah, it's considered yeah RC racing. Yeah, is it um is it like a, a charge or is it like gas powered or it's actually powered? it's actually both. There's electric powered and gas powered, and I've just gas powered. Yeah, there's gas power too. Yeah. So you you've you've kind of dabbled in both or in both? Yeah, probably more on the electric side, but some of the gas cars I've done too. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have so, so many cars questions. Are like, they're like <laughs> real. <laughs> they're real cars. They're they're miniature cars. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah, I'm sorry. Car. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Continue, Robert. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, the, I've done know, both types, electric and gas, and they're they're both both fun. There's you know, good points to both of them. Electric's a lot easier and a lot less time-consuming, probably. So, okay, I, I want to ask, like, even just certain basics. Like, when you're doing a race, is it more like an obstacle course or is it more like a track where it's just, the like... kind of racing that I mainly do, it's on a, a dirt track. It has jumps and turns. And I, I kind of would describe it kind of like a, like a motocross-style track. Okay. Oh. That's what, yeah. what it, the closest thing it's resembled to. So, what's yeah. your? Is there like a certain strategy? What are like strategies people usually have for that? Like, or like, and is are there any controversies about like how you can win? Because I know there has to be. Yeah, I mean, people like to get past you know, actually earning the position, not just you know hitting them or knocking them off the track or something like that. But I mean, usually the strategy is just to go as fast as you can without making mistakes. You know, no crashing. And what they do is they have people sit on the truck that flip over the cars if you get stuck on like a corner or your car's upside down. So basically you want to get it so you know, nobody has to touch your car during the race. Uh, okay. Like stay on all fours, basically. So, so car flipper is the position. Yeah. So after basically what you do is after you do your race, then your job is to go out on the track and flip cars for the next race. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that's so, so do, cool. Do you go out there and like practice on that actual track uh yeah usually, for the there, track like for a normal weekly race you should get there you know maybe three four hours before the competition starts and get just yeah. time to practice you know getting around the track learning all the jumps and everything so it, it, are they um like kind of predetermined tracks that they that are they makeshift tracks or are they like there's these standard classic little areas They're, that are well known through yeah, basically there's like certain areas where they have like uh, tracks that are built. You know, it's like a permanent yeah. like it's a racing facility. That's like what it's for. It usually, has oh, okay, yeah, yeah, kind of like yeah. you know, like a, almost like a stadium. Like you know, when you go play at this place, you know, yeah, you're gonna have these jumps. You're gonna you're gonna have this, and so oh man, you know, it's harder here than this track or that track, yeah. as opposed to just building one every time you go. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every that depends on track. Usually, every three to six months, usually they'll completely. You know, take all the the jumps and all the dirt and move everything and like reconfigure everything. So uh, it's not always the same. Yeah, to change it up, uh, to keep people on their toes, I assume. Yeah. yeah. Then, like the outdoor tracks versus like an inside track, the dirt's a lot different. So it's like a completely different like car setup and everything. Interesting. So wheels and everything, you have to change your wheels and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, everything. There's like what? Probably like for like wheels, tires. There's probably like God, like twenty, thirty different tire combinations that you could use at oh, wow. any different time. So wow, wait, what's is, what's the strategy with the tires? Like, I didn't think that there would be that much. Depends on things to focus. This on. depends on like right. the track you drive them. Like, if the if the dirt's like really hard packed, like a concrete surface, 
then you use like a tire that has like a really like low profile then if it's like a really like sandy type track so you have to use a tire that has like a big like kind of like a like a pin sticking out of it yeah like, oh. like dig dig through the soft surface into the harder part of the track gotcha yeah Interesting. And like some tracks are made out of the clay too so those ones usually you wear a tire that's practically just like usually you want like a worn out tire yeah because the track really you know it's, it's, it's funny it's funny that you that you talk about that because for years um uh, where I work, uh, it's 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 right off, uh, like literally at the beach. But okay. um, we have this area where um, it uh, nothing's really been done with it, and some of the high, one of the higher up our managers have talked about kind of uh, tearing it down and making like an RC thing, and then like okay. charging people, and then they can go in and you know race their stuff there, or not even charging, but just yeah. an area so people can you know can have fun with it. And for whatever reason, uh, people have come in and said, you know, we'll do all the work for free. You just, we just need the air, the space. That's but the good. higher ups, still, they don't seem to agree with it. So, but yeah. that would be really cool. You know, you'd have all these these people going, and then you know, you get a, a, a whole different environment, a whole different crowd. Yeah, get, there's, there's a lot of a lot of people involved in it too, like a lot more than you would you would think. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, so, so what's your preference, Robert? Um, you know, let's say like you're racing like a dirt track, for example, and you yeah. mentioned the differences between racing outside versus indoors. Would you prefer the uh, the indoor track? I, um, I prefer I prefer the outdoor tracks. So I think that they're it helps like the more experience you have, I think, in an outdoor track, it gives you an advantage over people that are you know newer to the sport or people that maybe aren't as good at controlling their cars. Because, like, on the inside side, there's usually so much, like, grip on the track that usually if, you know, you're not a super good driver, you will still do pretty good on the track. And it's kind of like, the inside runs, like, you need to be someone that they're, they're like, religiously, like, you're there, you know, two, three times a week, and you know exactly, you know, what tire to run at the exact time, you know. In the morning, yeah. you might run to it and it's got more tread. Later, you're going to run less. And it's, like, the people that race there all the time usually have a big advantage over people that never go there or race there, you know, very little. As far as an outside track, I think it kind of makes the playing field like a little more even, I think. Oh, very cool. What, what are the, what are the, the, the like, the big companies that are the big... Um, the two, that, that... The, there's, right now, there's, like, three big companies in RC. You're pretty much either going to run a, a car made by a company called Team Losi, or okay. a team associated car, or a Japanese car, which is called a, a Yokomo. Those are like the the big companies, like right now. Yeah, it's so there's, there's other smaller ones that are have competitive cars, but you know, if you go to truck, that's going to see the cars. That's what the three that most people will own. But there's other brands, you know, throughout too. So are now, now those? Getting a, sorry, oh, go, go ahead. Go, for it. go ahead. So are those companies creating cars that are like vastly different from what you would normally buy at? When it existed, like Toys R Us, for example. Yeah, yeah. There's like a, like uh, Toys R Us cars are more like a, like a play toy car level. Then like these ones are all like hobby grade, so they're basically you know the cars are completely, you know, rebuildable. Everything on them you can change the shocks, suspension so, parts. It's like a little car, like it's like, like basically like a mini like race car, basically. Yeah, yeah. Which is like you, I think you had mentioned um, changing tires. Although, like I'm, I'm, I'm almost imagining like a mock pit crew or unless you're the one who's changing the tires. Yeah, usually I mean, most people do everything on their own, but 
Like my yeah. dad usually goes to track with me, so he's you know pretty much like my pit crew. So yeah. Huh. yeah, yeah. So That's so cool. for for car for like uh, gas operated stuff, you got it feels like it seems like you have more parts. No, like you have like carb maybe like little carburetor, little yeah, more stuff. Parts. Yeah, as opposed to you know electrical, where it just kind of you know everything is just. It seems like it would just be a battery, a big old battery, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's just a battery, you know, a motor, and you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously there's a motor, there's moving parts, but I feel like with gas, there's all kinds of, you know, a little throttle, a little this, a little that, and stuff doesn't work properly. You know, kind of. Yeah, gas is like extra variables too, because you know, like the weather, the humidity, how dry the air is, the temperature, all like an effect on the engine. You have to retune it pretty much every time you go to the track. Well, and then also it gets banged around too, right? It does, yeah. There's like a lot of vibration and yeah, and yeah, everything wears out a lot quicker and so so with, on the vehicles. So with those, uh, like, can you do you do races where gas versus electrical or electrical on one and and they, and, and gas cars on another one? They always another... separate them. Oh, like all the gas okay. cars are in their own class. Electric cars are in their own class. Gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, and then like yeah, the gas so did not give any. The gas like station can drive me, longer, yeah. too. Sometimes they do, like, main events, it'll be, like, 45 minutes or an hour long. So you have wow. to get gas, like, you know, three, four, five times, usually. Oh, Jeez. wow. That's crazy. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's three, four, three or four or five times an event, or three or four or five times, uh, like, the day? Like, during, like, a during like a main event time, like a main event. Okay. So usually Jeez. an hour, we get to do three to five pit stops, depending on... How long are races? Like what I don't know what the standard is. So when you say like an hour, I don't know whether you're doing multiple races or whether that's like essentially a race that just lasts an hour, hour and a half or something. So what they'll do in the, the gas race, usually you have uh, two qualifying races. Basically your goal in that race is to get your do the most amount of laps in the fastest time, basically. So then what they'll do is they'll take the Top 10 fastest drivers. Usually they put those people like in the A main event. Then the next time it'll be in the B main, C main, and then, you know, it'll just keep going down basically. And uh, usually yeah. the main event times they'll vary. Usually like an A main event at like a at a big race would be like 45 minutes or an hour. So it'll just be like 45 minutes or an hour straight. So, you know, you don't get a break or anything, you're just driving the whole entire time. Wow. So it's that's like awesome. that's like a way different strategy. Like you gotta make the tires last the whole race. So it's like, at the yeah. end, you don't want to wear them out too fast, and you got to make sure you're at the front, but not, you know, going too hard on the tires. Then you got to like figure out when to pit when other people are pitting. It's like it's a lot of strategy in that. And make yeah. sure you're stocked with all the uh, equipment, especially if you're going through the tires. Uh, yeah, you, know, you you get to your last tire and you're nowhere near done yet. <laughs> yeah, I've always had like plenty of extra stuff with. Are there is there gambling around this? Like, are there people taking bets? That are doing that. I mean, I, I have heard of some people that do it. They're not supposed to be doing it, but some people do. Yeah, because I'm like here. I was curious about like the black market for like a yeah. niche events like that. As long as the, the track and the race operators don't know about it, I think it happens sometimes. In fact, those illegal rooster fights, you know, illegal RC fights, so you, people go get on the RC car. <laughs> hey, you could bet on yeah. anything. So, you can, yeah. So Robert, people bet on the so Robert, um, Question, how, how uh, far have you traveled to, to for a race? What's the, the farthest? farthest? I've gone is probably went to Virginia for a race one time. 
Oh shit! Oh, and that, that was the Nationals, right? That that was, yeah, that was Nationals. The nationals yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Nice. Do they pay for to go to Nationals, or is it something that's on your own dime? It's it depends on what level of a driver you are. Like if you're like one of the really big name drivers, and you have like your travel paid for, yeah. most of the drivers usually have to pay their own their own trips. So so they they have like sponsorships and shit like that. Like you know, kind of like like uh, yeah. like actual drivers. Yeah, there's some guys that are, you know, sponsored everything for their cars so, to get for free, and then some of them are actually paid also. Oh, okay. So th- do they put, like, uh, whatever sponsorship on the actual car? You know, like, like you know, say they're sponsored by somebody. Do they have it uh, on the side of their car? <laughs> yeah, some people do, actually. Oh, okay. They I mean, I figure if... Sponsors and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I figure if, you know, like... Like, you know, if you have, like, uh, I don't know, Don or, or uh, some random cereal on the side of your... Yeah. <laughs> Tide. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Robert, so, Robert, so you, you, you were, you know, part of these sponsor teams. So yeah. what is the process of that? Like, um, like, like to, to, to get sponsored and then... To uh, get sponsored, you have to, like, attend a lot of races. And basically, you know, that you're good at promoting products and that they see that you're uh, one of the fast competitive drivers on the track. Like, they, you know, want people to see your car and go, man, you know, his car looks really good. I want to see what, you know, tires he runs, what motor he runs. And you know, the goal yeah. is that people will go out and buy that product. And usually they're looking for people that are either, you know, really good drivers on the track, or they're really good at, like, promoting products and stuff like that. Gotcha. I mean, you gotta be good, right? They don't want to promote a crappy driver. I'm yeah, it's usually a combination of the two. You gotta be good on track and gotta be good at uh, promoting as well. Very, very cool. Awesome. Now, now, Robert, uh, yeah. some of some of the sponsors that I mean, you've had. Yeah, um, the sponsors I've had been more like uh, smaller companies. I've been sponsored by uh, my first ever sponsor was a motor company called uh, Bonsai Motorsports. And basically, you know, they gave me all my all my motors for my cars and you know everything to keep the motors up and running. You know, then like support at races and everything. And then probably my next sponsor, I think I was uh, a battery company called World Class Batteries. So I got all my battery packs from them. Then for a while, I was sponsored by a smaller tire company called Panther Tires, but their tires weren't all that good, so I actually stopped using them in case I. Yeah, you know, I got the tires on my own, basically. Gotcha. Then I was sponsored by another company called uh, Hardcore Racing Products. They made like different kinds of like suspension pieces, yeah. accessory parts for the cars. And then my two biggest sponsors were uh, Team Novak, and they make the they're called the uh, speaking tools. What they do is they control like the battery current to the motor, to the steering servos. They're like one of the like really big RC companies. I was sponsored by them. Then also another company called Team Trinity made like battery packs, motors, stuff for your tires, all kinds of accessories. Those were like the two biggest sponsors I ever had. <laughs> then I was also sponsored by a guy that made bodies for the cars. They were called uh, Andy's Bodies and he basically manufactured all the bodies at his shop and then he painted everything for me also. Thanks. I, I remember yeah, I, those when you had to you order the bodies and you had to send them out for painting yeah. and then wait for them to come back. <laughs> yeah, the, the, 
I kind of a little bit slow when I get the bodies back to me, though. But <laughs> you, you know what I, you know what I find kind of amusing of, of the things you've said is like the company that sponsored you and you felt the tires were sucky because I'm like, is that a desperate sponsor or something like that? Like that must suck to to realize that they're actually low qual that their brand is low quality. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of oh, like wow. you know, when you're like uh, so competitive in your race and caring about how you do. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, being sponsored, it's like you have to decide is it worth getting the tires for free or would I rather, you know, buy them and have better results? So, usually, you know, as far as the racer goes, results are what matter to you the most. So, yeah. I mean, if ideally, you know, you use a certain brand and they happen to sponsor you, you use them already, that's good. But, you know, yeah. if you have to sacrifice, you know the quality of the stuff just so they can give them to you for free then it kind of kind of ruins the whole thing yeah it does because the guy that um that was in charge of that company he approached me at a race one time and asked me if i'd consider you know running his tires for him i'm like yeah yeah i'll I'll give him a try you know and see how it goes and yeah i I probably used them for like a month or so and then you know i just couldn't find a way to get them to work as well as the other company's tires that were out there so yeah but then a lot of the uh, bigger companies like Team Losi and Team Associate, I've run both both their RC cars. And yeah. I've never officially been on their like sponsored teams. Uh-huh. Their big sponsored drivers would hook me up with, you know, parts, tires. You know, whenever yeah. I do like extra up, like if I was at a race, something I broke in my car, you know, they didn't have it at the hobby shop or whatever. And they'd be like, oh, you know, here you go, no problem, Robert. We'll, we'll hook you up so your car's good to go. And, hey, uh, keep and it some. That was, was kind of cool, too. Even yeah. some merch. I, I, I mean, I remember you yeah. used to have a lot of uh, associate and Losi merch. Yeah, I got, I, I got lots of stuff like for free from the companies too. Cause it's funny it um, that you say that you say that because uh, I have a, a cousin of mine who's a uh, who owns. Uh, he's a uh, shop owner. He he works on diesel. Um, okay. Vehicles. And uh, he's always been on and off. I mean, you know, he loves. He's a little. He's a gearhead. So, um, and he, he recently. Bought a little RC car, and I think it was Losi, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And he's all he he lives in Pico Rivera. He lives right by the where the train tracks behind the train okay. tracks. So there's a section where uh, before the train track, there's a bunch of just dirt. So he just jumps his fence, and then he puts his little ramps, and he just goes out and he just that's cool. You know, does his thing, and yeah. And I remember that company name, and you know his. his neighbors started getting into it so now they have a little a little two three guys that go around you know but they just do it for fun they're not yeah that's cool you know, they're not racing and yeah. uh th- so that losi company makes is the, the the mother company but they make other other ones right like i guess not as higher end different type yeah, different names right yeah they make some like lower end vehicles and stuff oh okay mainly the team losi cars for the most part are usually like race level cars yeah, 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 but then they have some that they they call the people that basically don't race. The people call them they call them bashers. Oh, okay. So they build it's cars that are of... a little bit more more durable and like user friendly. Like, oh, okay, yeah, that yeah, way yeah. they can kind of take you know someone building a three foot wood ramp and jumping you know under the street or you know on their front lawn or whatever. It'll take, yeah, 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 take it'll take the punishment basically. That's cool. <laughs> Do, do they ever uh, do they ever use that uh, you know like the bashers for example would they ever use that to test out a product because that seems like a perfect test before you put it into a more uh, pro 
circuit type of uh yeah they both sometimes they kind of test the uh like the different like plastic materials and aluminum and titanium that they use to see you know maybe certain grades are better than others or some takes you know impact better some wears better they, you know there's a lot of like r&d and figured out what parts are the best performance and everything oh very cool yeah. Hey, Robert. So, what was your first going back to the uh, going back in the annals of of history here? Yeah. What is your first RC car? Your like your first My pro first RC, RC car? car was a Team Losi Junior T truck. That was my first RC car. Nice. Electric or gas? It was electric. Electric. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> Did you choose it or? Uh, Actually, um, when I went in to buy my car. I was actually kind of getting the team associated uh, RC10 truck. But the guy in the hobby shop, the sales guy, they were kind of like shooting me towards the Losi vehicle, said it was a better car to start out with. There was better you know, product support for it and everything. So I was like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll give that one a try. So and that, kind of, that kind of led me down the line of driving team Losi vehicles for probably, I probably used them for like 10 years straight before I tried another brand vehicle. Because then, I, then I started trying some of the Team Associated cars. And then I kind of went back and forth between Team Associated and Team Bossy because at one time there was like, they were coming out different vehicles all the time. Uh-huh. They're like, one car is better, the other car is better, you know, a year later. And then the other company has another new car that's better than their car. So it's kind of like when there was a lot of like development, the cars going on, it was like kind of like a back and forth thing, like whatever car was best at the time was kind of what I would choose. And uh, I mean, again, that helps you, uh, you know, performance-wise, you yeah. know, choosing which is better, especially racing. I mean, again, you were invited, uh, nationals, worlds; those are all yeah. invitationals, correct? The 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 worlds are are yeah. The nationals, pretty much anybody can sign up and attend it. Hey, Robert, yeah. um, how many RC cars do you think you have now, and which one is your favorite? Uh, <laughs> That's funny, actually. This little quarantine thing, I decided to make a list of every RC car I've ever owned. And I think I've had about 25 cars. Oh, wow. But then I've had, then like each car I've had, like more than one model of that same vehicle because, you know, we get worn out and need to be replaced. Yeah. So probably my favorite RC vehicle would probably be a Team Losi Triple XT electric truck. That was probably one of my favorite vehicles. That one I had a lot of a lot of success with. It was just a really cool looking car. So, so you're always constantly like after so much time they break and then you get a new one or yeah. You... Basically, what I'll do is I'll get a new kit and build it, and then I'll replace parts as they wear out. But then eventually get to the point where there's so many pieces that need replacing. That's that... actually cheaper just to buy. A whole new you, car. Got you. So, so you're con- so every so is what's the turnaround? Is it like every year? Every probably like every six, six months, months, probably. Okay. Yeah, probably every six months. Gotcha. So you're so you're going through different vehicles, then, right? Yeah. Do you do you find uh, you going back? Like, say you do two, three, and then you go back and buy that previous one or that three uh, three three ago or whatever. Yeah, I've done that from time to time. Yeah. So, so uh, Robert, uh, yeah, your biggest race, um, the 
biggest like race the, I ever went to was I went to a a truck rolled rolled race. That was the biggest race I've ever been to, and that was uh, held in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. So. Very cool. I, what what, what did a, you place? What, what did you place uh, in? I think there was about a hundred and. 115 racers, I think. And I, I placed uh, 24th overall. Very uh, awesome. So that pretty was like good. fourth in the C main. So I was pretty happy with it. <laughs> that was an interesting track, I'd have to say, because that one, I was at a track that has a hobby shop and an indoor track. But this race also had gas and electric vehicles. So oh, I decided wow. to build a temporary outdoor track for everybody to race on. So it was really weird because half the track was one type of dirt, another half was a completely different type of dirt. So it's like finding which tire would work the best. Yeah, so really you had hard. to have an all-around, like an all-around yeah. tire, right? Yeah, yeah, you do. And I was lucky at the race because I was friends with one of the big sponsored drivers at the time that was a professional, you know, paid the race and everything. Yeah. And they bought a special tire just for that race. And he uh-huh. gave me a set to try and practice. He's like, let me know if you like me, I'll hook you up for the rest of the weekend. So I was like, all oh, the tires were awesome. So that's the awesome. Weekend, you know, he was giving me tires. So that's was, awesome. Really cool. Awesome. That is awesome. That was cool. <laughs> Robert, I remember uh, growing up, very heavy racing. Um, you know, weekends were devoted to that. Yeah, you know, pretty much. Saturday morning, you know, got up, went to the track, practiced, then you know, raced that night. Then the next day, usually, I'd spend all day Sunday at the track practicing, and then pretty much. On the same time, we had a day off from school. I was, as long as my dad had the day off at work, we usually would, you know, head out to the track and I'd spend the day practicing. Cool. Yeah, and, and and of course now things are much different. You know, family, you know, yeah. still racing, not as much. Yeah, though. still racing here and there, but not nearly <laughs> as much as I used to. So, so, so uh, racing was kind of like your little league, right? Basically, to a certain Basically, extent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I got you. What tracks do you frequent now? Um, I mean, well, pre-corona times, I should say. <laughs> yeah, I was going. It's kind of a drive, but I was going out through a track in in Camarillo. Oh, like okay. A really, really nice outdoor track in a park, and that's where I've been racing the past couple of years. When I do like just weekly racing. Yeah, it's it's pretty nice that they have like some. I don't know if it's right by there, but I think they in Camarillo have like some outlets or something. Like that yeah, they do. There. Yeah, there's some outlet malls like. Yeah, basically down the street from where the track is. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, so Listen, the wife go to the out, to the outlets for you and race. Yeah, seriously. Camry or right by the, uh, the Camry Airport. There's like a little oh, okay. park right there, and it's they have a off road track there, and then also they have a, a paved uh, track for like street cars. Very cool. So. Well, hopefully, uh, you know, when this uh, coronavirus lifts, you can, uh, uh, you know, all the lockdowns and stay home orders and things like that. You can yeah. get out there soon and get back on the track. Yeah, <laughs> Imagine yeah. you're itching for it, you know, especially right I, now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been wanting to get to the track like really bad. I'm like, hey, I'm after like rip up the backyard or something and set up a truck here. <laughs> like, man, yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. Like a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, it would be. <laughs> hey, when, when you're uh, when you're out there, you know, we got to come out and see you. Um, yeah, when all awesome. this is lifted, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll do a live remote. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Let me know next time I'm out there. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you, Robert Drew. Thank no, you for this conversation. Thank you.
Yeah, Thank you. Thanks. Very Thanks interesting. Fun fact of the day. Well, my fun fact is related to a casting choice of a movie um, I was recently looking up. Um, so you've all seen at least one Pirates of the Caribbean movie, right? Oh, yeah. Do you know who that was? A, you know, Johnny Depp's character is like the most iconic one over there. Do you know who that character or what actor that script was originally written for? Like who they, when they were writing the part of Jack Sparrow, do you know what actor they had in mind when they were writing that? Something Jim Carrey. It's going to be someone serious. Not as goofy. The, the way he portrayed it. What is I it, Guillermo? Matthew is McConaughey. Wow. Oh, that's not bad there. Yeah, that, I mean... I mean, totally different vibe. He yeah. still would have been a little loosey-goosey like that, but... It's like it's coming out of left field. Like, I yeah, would not... Yeah, but not really. I mean, the, the way he's like, uh, go with the flow, you know, he... The Johnny Depp's like that, it's just that I could see, I could see Matthew McConaughey doing that, just not as not like Johnny Depp the way he executes it, but yeah, you know, just kind of being uh, that, that little uh, I don't just just be uh, relaxed. It, maybe that's that's the word I'm looking for. Um, Jack Sparrow is not is a relaxed character. Well, we and, see it like that, but he was um, like actually Johnny Depp was um, was not really seen positive by a lot of executives because they thought it was too flamboyant like that because i think at that time the way they tended to imagine pirates and pirate movies was more swashbuckling mm. and act so um johnny depp was actually doing the counterintuitive choice he's like oh this guy's like a rock star which is why one of his main influences was um what's his name um a lead singer from a very famous band, and I'm blanking on it. Oh, what wasn't he? Keith Richards? Yes, Keith Richards. Yeah. Keith Richards and Pepe Le Pew. Pepe Le Pew. Yes. Yeah. Pepe Le Pew is one of the influences of his thing. He's kind of got Keith Richards. He got Pepe Le Pew. Kind uh, of the, the, the swag of Pepe Le Pew, but <laughs> the uh, kind of the uh, yeah, just the Keith Richards were like half the time like, are you on something? <laughs> Keith Richards was always on something, by the way. <laughs> it, uh, Guillermo, that's a great fun fact there, bud. Alrighty. Be sure to stalk us. We're available where all the social medias are available. We're on Facebook.com slash Geeks and Brews. We're on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Geeks and Brews. Um, of course, you can find videos on YouTube. Well, we're still waiting there, Eli. We're still waiting. Uh, it's very hard to do these and emojis the way I want because then I have to put them together. It's just it's become more of a project than I thought. Wait, Chris, I want to point out the fact that you said Facebook.com. Everyone knows what Facebook is. Well, no, but I'm giving you the web address. Yeah, I know. I've I've been doing this for like what 149 episodes, so 150th. It's a Facebook. It's, it's a yeah. I got to break that habit. Point it out. Yeah, okay. I, I I just search Geeks and Brews at Facebook. <laughs> um, you can also, uh, well, again, YouTube, um, at Geeks and Brews. 
Um, of course, we uh, live stream our show. We're on Mixler, geeksandbrews.mixler.com. That's M-I-X-L-R. But if you download the free app, uh, create a free subscription, you can uh, find us uh, at you know Geeks and Brews. All one word, though, at Geeks and Brews, all one word. Um, and you can listen live, chat with us on the show. Um, and of course, we're on uh, we're on a podcast. We're on uh, Apple Podcasts. Give us some stars. Give us some love. We appreciate it. And we're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. And of course, for all your geeking out with brew needs, geeksandbrews.com. What have we learned, gents? Eli. I've learned that I really like the new slate of DC movies and shows that are coming out. Nice. How about you, Guillermo? I learned that SpaceX really has gotten cheap. <laughs> no, 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 it has not. Uh, and gents, I, I learned that uh, we did 150 of these bad boys. Let's do 150 more, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> but of course, our technology will uh, will always improve, right? Uh, I mean, we were. Um, oh, and, and, and Guillermo, how about less... Uh... On the telephone? <laughs> yes, less of that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll improve it a little bit more. Um, all right, Eli, take us away. All right, for Geeks and Brews, this is Chris, Guillermo, Eli saying, leave no beer behind. Thank you for 150 great episodes. We'll see you next time. Stay groovy, everybody. I can go slow ahead. Come on down and chum some of this shit. That is blinking fertilizer. Now, why do you have to wash that awful taste out of my mouth? Mountain Dew or crab juice? Ugh! Oh, jeez. I'll take a crab juice. Geeks on...